He's stealing at me? Yeah, man. We just uh, – I just uh, picked a turn, 10-12, uh, 11-1. Uh, you know, I can't tell if I love this draft or hate this draft. I think I kind of go back and forth. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy because I think if I were to post this draft, people would say, oh, that's boring or that looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly feel like it's a high-risk, high-upside draft, you know, where everybody else is going zero RB or hero RB. Uh, I went robust RB. I almost channeled my inner Jeff Z, but had to kind of pull back a little bit just because I didn't. <laughs> Shout out Jeff yeah. Z. Out Jeff no, and, and, and really, I mean, I, I see, I can now see the advantage of that with the right running backs. And that was the thing. I wasn't going to hmm. force a strategy at the right running backs with this. So I think last time we talked, you know, I, I let y'all know that I took C-Mac number one, came back into Kamara, and then Fournette uh, at the 3-1, obviously, you know, Still feel uh, pretty good about that. And so when it came back to me in the fourth and fifth round, I kind of had a decision to make. There was a huge wide receiver run. And the last thing that I wanted, did not want to do was, like, take a wide receiver. Reach on one, yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? David Montgomery's here. Letting the value fall to you, like I was telling y'all weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, Just yeah, value yeah, drafted yeah. almost. And I don't want to call it a cop-out because I didn't, you know, I didn't take these players because I felt like, mm-hmm. okay, let me just take the value. I think I feel like sometimes it's like – Oh, you know, I just let the value come to me, which is a good thing. But then you also don't want to just like take a player because you know just because Almost he's a like value, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because then you just fall into a trap. Right. But you know, I did a deep dive and I felt very, very good about David Montgomery. I mean, he's like a boring type of back, but I like. So you the went new four, four running back straight. I went four running back straight, robust RB. Uh, and then fifth round. And then fifth round was a decision between Allen and Cooks. Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks, and then Bateman. Uh, I ended up going. Bateman. Yeah, I ended up going. I ended up going Brandon Cooks. Mm. I ended up going Brandon. Cooks. I, didn't yeah, like, I didn't like any other running backs there, so that was like the end of my tier. Uh, but if you value drafting, then Josh Allen in the fifth round, like that's that's value. Well, he says he's not really true. truly value yeah. draft. It's just yeah. that hmm. he was collecting value. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's kind of an amorphous yeah. type draft. Some yeah. of his value based drafting, you know, yeah. some of it's just you know being fluid, I mean, like, man. Be like, yeah, be, be, be like water, be like water. <laughs> be like water. Yeah. And, and I didn't take Josh Allen because you know not to kind of get into the whole draft, but I ended up taking Kyler Murray later. So I felt like the drop off between that versus yeah. you know that's fair. You know who my wide receiver was gonna be was gonna be you know okay yeah yeah less we didn't we didn't hear a tight end ooh okay so I basically punted tight end so okay. in drafts like this where I'm like going heavy at other positions mm-hmm. so you're I gonna did, take one later I did take one oh you already took one yeah I, who you took he I reached on him okay so I feel like when you're gonna reach you reach on those positions where you punted which okay. sounds you know sounds so who'd you go with Evan Ingram <laughs> what, what round are you in? I the, the Dan Arnold tour has officially <laughs> ended. Well, you know why I can do you know why I can do that because nobody's gonna draft Dan Arnold. That's true. Nobody's yeah, gonna draft true. Dan Arnold. Yeah, you, you know. You no, come and back so later. if Dan Arnold comes out and scores more points than Evan Ingram that first week, no one's gonna think much about it. They're gonna like give him a mulligan, and you'll be right there, and I'll be right there to pick yeah. him up for a dollar. There you okay? go. But really, like, I mean, and I took him ahead of a, a lot of guys that he normally goes ahead of. But in my mind, like. When I'm drafting that late, I don't care about the Gaseckis of the world or the mm. Albert O's of the world. I want the guy who can potentially lead his team in targets right. or be second in targets, the very least third in targets. Gotcha. And if I don't feel like you can strongly do that, then, you know, there's not a lot of value. Otherwise, I'll just wait to the 15th, 16th round. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. All right. Let's get the show started. All right. Let's do it. I just bought a new way. Spend a couple thousand just to cruise it Shawty said she love me but it's fresh and never prove it I never tell her but I put it in the music Well that's okay All I wanna do is make the best of my whole day Thank the Lord up above Get the cream on the side Make you laugh to know it That's the stuff that I love
Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Yes, Guys, sir. camp started this week. So much news dropping. Burrow, the appendectomy. I mean, is that relevant or irrelevant? Like, how do you guys see that, you know, him having to have surgery, like, when camp is about to start? Uh, I mean, there's been definitely been a lot of news. The Burrow news to me is not – very important at all. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's uh, largely irrelevant. People heal very well from appendectomies. You know, mm-hmm. really, basically, once the incisions heal and they feel like he's comfortable to move around, uh, which shouldn't be, you know, more than a few weeks, mm-hmm. he'll be back. But he's a, he, at this stage, he's a vet, you know, uh, and uh, he's very familiar with the offense. Not much has changed there, so I don't think he's missing much. That that I'm not so worried about. He didn't practice much last year either, huh? Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. he was coming back from that uh, yeah, knee yeah. injury. Yeah, but yeah, there was a lot of other news though. A lot of other news where you know kind of had to sift through and try to figure out, you know, where I'm falling on certain players now. All right, so let's move to the Julio signs with the Bucks. How does that change how you guys see that receiver room? Do you still feel the same about Russell Gage? I think it has to hurt Russell Gage a little bit, right? Yeah, just yeah. another body there to take some of the targets. Uh, I mean, first of all, just specifically talking about Julio, I don't think there's much left in the tank with Julio. I mean, I think yeah. we talked about it last year and last season. Yeah. Uh, you know, Julio is a shell of himself, in my opinion. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. injuries have zapped him. Um, now, you know, when he's healthy, I mean, I think last year he did have a couple games where he impressed a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. there's still something in there. The problem is you just can't depend on him. Yeah. You know, last week, what did he play, like five games? You know, yeah. and then the games he did play, he was kind of in and out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't really have the, the, the major target share. It really was just him and A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown was missing a lot of, a lot of games, too. So yeah. it's like he, he wasn't able to kind of fulfill that number one wide receiver role or mantle for the team anymore. Um, and then going to the Bucks, I mean, he's not going to be the number one target guy. He's going to be right. just another mouth to feed. Uh, talent's obviously still there. He's still mm-hmm. a big guy. I'm pretty sure he's still fast. His hands yeah. didn't break, so he can catch the ball. Um, so it's almost like it's just another – like a. a like a nuisance for yeah. the other options. Yeah, it's like, a headache. Yeah, it's a headache. It's like somebody else coming in. So y'all don't see this affecting like Mike Evans' targets, like being another big body I think, receiver. I so I think you know when you're talking about the situation, I think we got to talk about it as a whole because mm-hmm. uh, you know along with the Julio news also came the news that Chris Godwin wasn't uh, going on pup. Right. Right. Now even I'm not sure the, I believe that, but exactly, exactly, and I, and, and that's kind of how I feel. I, I feel like. Number one, like I'm not, I don't care if he's not on pup. I don't care if he's starting week one. Like mm-hmm. I, that, unless he's like at a significant value, like, and I have material. I'll just lose out on a player. Yeah, like yeah, that, I'm, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. I, exactly. I'm just like fine being. Yeah, I'm fine like, missing I'll be out. Wrong I'm fine missing out. I, just, I don't yeah. want to deal with someone who just who had surgery like this year in the same yeah. calendar year. Yeah, yeah. So, but he still, you know, if he comes back, he's still seeing snaps on the field. Mm-hmm. So then you have him. Now you also have uh, Russell Gage, obviously, yeah. and you have Julio. Even if Julio is a shell of himself, a shell of himself is still pretty good given mm-hmm. what his former self was. Mm-hmm. And I do see him kind of as more of like a role player, limited snaps, and I think that's kind of he's still going to command some kind of targets. Exactly, he's on the field. Brady's just not yeah. going to say, "I'm never going to throw." And Julio if he's commanding the ball, targets so. in the red yeah. zone, like I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter uh, about like, "Whoa, if you think you know, if you're concerned about Julio and you think and that's affecting your Mike Evans." then you, you don't deserve Mike Evans. I think that's literally what the tweet said. And, and I, and I kind of understand that to some point. But 
to, 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 to another point, I think, you know, when news comes out like this, I feel like people get so polarized and so, you know, not necessarily divided, but, you know, they, they take, you know, both extreme ends of the argument. Mm-hmm. Like, he can still have some effect, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's not that he has to have zero effect or has 100% effect. Like, yeah. all of the, and it's the same with all these news. Like, sometimes the news is just like grand assault. Sometimes it's like a big nugget, right. you mm-hmm. know? It's kind and of so, nuanced a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, I think, you know, we were seeing Mike Evans like drafted at the higher end of the second round. That's because mm-hmm. people thought Godwin wasn't going to be healthy. Right. You know, it was probably going to miss. It was really, it was really more with Gronk. I think it was the Gronk news. That, that was like shot what, up that, his ADP. Yeah. yeah, and that's what yeah. like pushed it over the uh, back, over yeah. the edge. Yeah. So now you got Zach Rudolph, and yes, Zach Rudolph is old, but Zach Rudolph can still catch passes. Yeah. And one thing that Zach Rudolph can do is catch touchdowns because he's a big target. And when you're that close near the goal line, you don't need to be athletic. You just need to be a big body and schemed open. So defenses are scheme, you know, are you know uh, focused in on Mike Evans or focused in on the back. You know, whoever's you know. Uh, you don't think this though helps Mike Evans a little bit? No, because, I feel like because, the only because, person this helps is Leonard Fournette. No, because it, it, before, <laughs> with no other options, kind of like what you just said, the defense yeah. is probably going to scheme to specifically yeah. try to stop bracket, you know, yeah. double team, whatever. Yeah. Mike Evans. Now you have Julio on the field with him, and then if Chris Godwin does coming back, yeah. the the defense just can't ignore these guys. So these before, are still guys yeah. that deserve attention. You know, so I guess what I'm comparing it to is last year, and last year Evans scored a lot of TDs, mm-hmm. a lot of even and had AB and, and Godwin exactly. Mm-hmm. So when, when and when, Gronk, and so basically to me, you're well, Gronk was injured for a large part of the season too. But, oh yeah, 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 he was. But yeah. now you're replacing Julio with AB. That's a to me, that's a significant drop. Yeah, but Julio still has the name, though. He still has a name, but still defenses defenses know and teams know. Yeah, that's why he, that's why he got the contract he got. Yeah. So so everyone knows. Everyone knows he's still not like this. Uh, he's still he's still someone you got to consider. But you have a significant drop off between him and AB. Okay, and then like you know, obviously there's a, a drop off going from Gronk to 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 Rudolph. But Major it, it maybe just. Off. But maybe it just like maybe equals Rudolph, itself off. Like, I don't. I still don't believe in Rudolph. I don't because Brady even got guy. say what? Uh, I don't believe anything in Rudolph. So he's a good but, blocker. But going back to yeah. Gage, specifically speaking of fantasy, because this is really what it all boils down to as far as the show. Yeah. So before I was drafting Gage, like early in the draft season, and at that time I, I felt like I was getting him at pretty good value. Yep. He was going really yep. late. People just kind of ignored the fact that yep. he was um, at that at the time. You know the. Yep. The looking like going to be the number two mm-hmm. wide receiver for the Bucks, you know. So yeah. mm-hmm. I was picking him up, you know, I would say ninth round, eighth round, you know, around yeah. there, maybe even tenth round. And then the news started coming out and he started getting a little bit more buzz and yeah. eventually started going, seeing him go as high as the sixth round, yeah. seventh round. I stopped drafting when he got that high. Yeah. Um, I think with this news, it's going to allow his ADP to slowly go revert back to what yeah. it was before, mm-hmm. which is a good thing uh, because I still think he's going to have a substantial role with the team. I agree. I agree. I think I think he's definitely someone. You know, the funny thing is, is and I think you we just like this is not even just a Russell Gage, uh, Bucks thing. This is like an old a whole offseason thing. People's ADPs are by the, are going to fluctuate, but like you mm-hmm. always talk about, like you're not missing out because you drafted Gage, you know, in the seventh round or even the sixth round in some cases, and now he's going in the tenth round, and now you feel like, oh man. That team's dead because guess what? No. You may have drafted Michael Thomas on that same team in the yeah. seventh or eighth mm-hmm. round, and his ADP is probably going to come up right, whether right. not it's warranted or not. Yeah. So things are just like people Everything are just, just going shuffled up and around, down, up and man. down. Everything's just mixed. Yeah, you know, and then a even bit. somebody like an Alan Lazard, like who you know, no one really wants to like. We all understand that Alan Lazard is not this great talent. That's no one. No one's like arguing that, but. 
you can't argue that he's playing with one of the goats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who can like get the ball into whatever you know, you know, crevice of the field he wants. Yeah. And who can make basically any player he wants almost relevant. We're know? gonna talk about so, both of those guys. Well, let's talk about Michael Thomas because yeah. he's back on the field right now. Let's talk about the Saints offense. Listen, we still don't know what's gonna happen happen to Alvin Kamara, but they're loaded with weapons in that receiver room. How do you guys feel about Michael Thomas being back on the field? And how do you guys feel about his ADP? Will it rise? Will it stay about the same? Yeah. What do you guys think about Michael Thomas? Yeah, I don't know that I would say loaded. Uh, I try to like, mm. and this is tough because when you, because I, so I, I really like the Saints offense this year. I do mm-hmm. think it's going to be, uh, you know, one of the underrated offenses that's going to likely show out this year, you know, one of the underestimated offenses. And, that's large in part due to the OC, Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, I'm assuming uh, Jameis Winston being healthy. I, I'm much more okay with a quarterback coming off an ACL than other skilled players. Mm-hmm. That being said, what I, got, what I try to like avoid doing is saying, okay, like their wide receiver room is loaded. And you may feel that way, but mm-hmm. for me, Michael Thomas, like I'm not trusting that. Okay. Right. I mean, I saw the stuff that he posted about, you know, fantasy docs and the Pinocchio nose and things like that. I mean – what did they lie about? They said yeah. don't draft him last year. He didn't play last year. Yeah. Like and then he and then, like we're two years removed and he started on pup. Right. And, we're st- right. And, and he's back to some degree. But what Michael Thomas is, is and it mm-hmm. may look it may be the Michael Thomas of old and this and that. I'm highly skeptical. If it is that, then this Saints office is even better than what I anticipated. Mm-hmm. But the reason I like it more so is because of the OC. I like that they brought in Jarvis. I think this is the mm-hmm. perfect role for Jarvis, where he's not a true number one. Mm-hmm. But he can, like, be a nice possession receiver. He can work the intermediate routes. He can work these slant routes. He has someone like Michael Thomas who hopefully will command some respect. But then they bring in Chris Olave, Mm -hmm. you know, who can be a nice deep threat. And you have a quarterback who can throw the deep ball, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, And we haven't seen their tight ends really focus, you know, or really been, you know, primary focus of the offense. But I think they do still have some decent options there. Uh, And then you have a running back or a couple of running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. And you have an elite defense. I really, really like this offense a lot. And that's even with my thoughts of Michael Thomas being, you know, maybe 70%, I think, at best of what he was in the past. So, that's, yeah. that's my take. I mean, I do think his ADP is going to go up just because news. You it know, has to, It's yeah. like the rubber band, every rubber band effect. You know, everything just kind of makes things just kind of go to a quick extreme or a quick pop. Um, but kind of like what Abby was saying, I don't really trust Michael Thomas. Um and I'm not so much saying he's not healthy because he might be healthy. It was an ankle. Yeah. And honestly, the ankle should have been held up, yeah. uh, healed up by now. You know, I don't really know what delayed everything so long. Complications, you know, had some kind of setback. Yeah, yeah, he had but, a setback, uh, major setback. But as far as Michael Thomas, it's been two years since we've seen him be that dominant wide receiver. Uh, who's to say what type of Michael Thomas we're even getting? You know, when, when Michael Thomas was dominated, he was kind of their only option. Mm-hmm. As far as the receiver yeah. game, yep. and like you just mentioned, they have other guys. They have other guys that actually play and in the same breeze. vicinity. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up my next my next point. But you have other guys that play in the same vicinity as where Michael Thomas usually gets his bread and butter, and then Jarvis Landry, somebody that's trustworthy. Yeah. Um, 
So he's going to get that short intermediate that's going to take some target yeah. share away from Michael Thomas. Then you have Alave, who's a deep threat, yep. a speedster, who might take some of the deep stuff away from Michael Thomas. And then it's like, okay, where is Michael Thomas really dominating? Um, and then, like I said, the second point you just made. Oh, sorry. And Harris, Deontay Harris. Deontay Harris. Yeah, not even I, talking did they about change the name to Hardy yeah. or something? Deontay, and yeah. they still got Callaway and, and Trey. Yeah, Cole. exactly. They, you know, they didn't do much, but they're yeah. still just other options. They're available. good fourth and fifth option wide right. receivers. Right. You know? And yeah. then uh, the point you just made is, he was doing all that with Breeze. Yeah. Who Breeze, who his arm wasn't really, you know, capable. I mean, I don't yeah. know, but it seemed like he wasn't capable of really yeah. make, uh, throwing the deep ball anymore. Yeah. So it was like, it was perfect for him to throw those short intermediate passes to Michael Thomas and then you mm -hmm. dump off and to Kamara. And he can sharp cut Now you got angle. somebody like Winston who has the big arm and yeah. mm -hmm. actually throw the ball downfield. Um, yeah, we saw a little bit a few years ago or a couple years ago as far as the uh, connection Winston had with MT, but... It's, again, it's been two years. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a long, long connection. It was like a few games. And since then, Winston has had a lot more practice experience with these other guys. Yeah. So we don't really know what we're getting Michael Thomas. Where he's going right now, what, fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere around there? Yeah. Um, I think se uh, seventh. Oh, FFPC, I think it's uh, I think that's seventh. okay range. Maybe yeah. bump him up to the sixth or, yeah. or maybe the fifth if you really believe. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say the fifth, but maybe. Hmm. Like, I wouldn't do it, but if somebody yeah. was just convicted on doing it, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but you know, yeah. I, 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 depends I, on the bill I'm not sure what to see with him this year. You it depends. Know? I think it depends on the bill for me, uh, and honestly, I mean, it depends on like who you have confidence in. Yeah. Uh, like, do you have confidence in the Michael Thomas? Or do like, you if you're taking Michael Thomas in the Antonio fifth, Antonio Gibson. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's, it's like but, but if you're you, taking Michael Thomas in the fifth, you're taking him as your your starter. Yeah. Exactly. So you, exactly. So you the believe issue. in him. It's that's not even a thing where you're like trying to see what type of Michael Thomas is coming back. Like, you're literally saying. He didn't go on the PUP. I saw a few Twitter videos where yeah. he ran a, a one route and then he talked some trash on Twitter. Yeah. I'm putting him in my starting yeah. line in week one. You know, yeah. and I'm definitely not there and yet. And he's an older player. This is my issue with uh, players How old is like he, this. like 28? He's not that old. He's not right? that old, but he's older. Yeah. And he's never been like a, a speedster. Uh, he's really been like, you know, obviously. They call him Slam Boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no slander on the spot. Uh, but like, yeah, like you no hurt, slander. you hurt, you, you hurt, you know. Obviously, ankle is the issue. Like that's yeah. gonna have an effect on a route run. But the but my the point that I was getting towards is like, do you see like him kind of starting off slow and then like towards the like back end of the year, like the money weeks, like uh, really up. taking off, like ramping up, like getting better? Maybe. Uh, or do you see him kind of plateauing, or do you see like, or do you get worried about like a setback? I get kind of worried about a setback. I get worried about this knee inflaming. I get worried about the idea of somebody coming back from that first year. Hmm. So that's why I'm personally off it. As opposed to, like, maybe he was a younger player. Like, say he was uh, uh, Jameson uh, Williams, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, let's say his ACL happened, you know, maybe three or four months earlier. Mm -hmm. And knowing that he's going to start the uh, maybe season on a pup or just, like, you know, be limited the first few weeks, I'm much more likely to take a, a, a shot on that type of player yeah. who's very young. ACL, I know it. Recovery went well, and I know that the trajectory is towards improvement as we get further along right, from that. You right. know, from and you that typically see that, that from rookies anyway. Yeah. So, like, you would think, if anything, Chris Olave, as the season goes on, starts to take an even bigger share of that mm. target pie. Exactly. You know? yeah. so exactly. And that's that would what be I the biggest about. concern down the line. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about John Mechie, the third. Listen, our Texans take a hit. He's going to be out indefinitely. Let's talk about the Texans for a bit. Are there any other weapons to be had? I know that uh, Brandon Cooks is being drafted relatively high considering uh, what the Texans are projected to be this season and what they were last season. Are there any other weapons to kind of focus on on this Texans offense? Passing weapons or just weapons? Just weapons in general. 
I mean, we talked about Marlon Mack. I still mm-hmm. think Marlon Mack is being undervalued. Me too. I mean, That's he's a guy that uh, – Y'all can have him. From everything, from everything <laughs> we're seeing, he's their starting running back. It's not waiver. It's not even a running back battle. You know, he's, he's in camp. Yeah. He's starting to camp as the guy. They have yeah. high hopes for him. He's two years removed from his Achilles injury. He played last year. He didn't play a lot, but he played – um, and he's being taken in the double-digit rounds. Mm-hmm. Somebody could possibly be, be a starter. A running back. And give yeah. you, like, starter fantasy-type points yeah. week one. I definitely still think he's undervalued. But mm-hmm. besides him, Nico Collins, mm-hmm. let's not forget about him. Yep, second and, year. And second year. it's really simple, the fact that they don't have many other guys, yeah. you know, highly touted guys. The other receivers they have are – has-beens or people that are undrafted. Dorsett got hurt last year. Apparently, they they, no, they like, like Dorsett. Yeah, they like Dorsett no, a they lot. Like Dorset Chris a lot. Conley is still there, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris Conley yeah. Can't, couldn't, catch a, couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> Dorsett, though. Dorsett, no. Dorsett, like, if he can stay healthy, and that's always been Dorsett. No, Dorsett's issue. another option, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, that, yeah. don't sleep on Dorsett. But he's not going to be the number two, I don't think. No, he wouldn't be the number two. Yeah, I, think, number two, I but, think the number two is going to be Nico. Yeah, but he would know? be, like, the number three option, right. I think. They, they also still have Chris Moore, who they like. Chris Moore looked pretty good. Like, Chris Moore... Cause he, I guess, because he wore the same number as Will Fuller mm-hmm. last year. I was watching games like, wow, that yeah. looks like Will Fuller out there, you yeah. know. So, and you know, he had that rapport with Davis Mills. They have some other guys trying to make the team. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. But if you're really looking for just another option, like say you were playing a best ball, and you were trying to stack the Texans, mm-hmm. and you had Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks, another option is uh, Nico and, and like he said, Philip yeah. Dorsett. I, I do think with them losing Mechie and. If people can recall last year, the way the, the season ended, if you saw anything with the Texans, Danny Amendola kind of went hard. Those I think he was yeah. the number one wide receiver the last yep. week of the season. Mm-hmm. So it lets you know that that slot wide receiver position for the Texans has value. Mm-hmm. You know, again, Mechie is gone. Amendola just retired. If you do kind of get a beat as far as who is going to man that slot position, yeah. whether they bring somebody in, like yeah. a Cole Beasley or something like that, Oh, yeah. uh, or if you just get, you know, beat reporters saying this guy has been a slot guy, yeah. I feel like there's some sneaky, sneaky value in that position. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, prayers up to uh, John Mechie. Yeah, uh, most yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tough situation. So, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I think not just Texans fans, but everybody out there, uh, we rooting for you. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I noticed that you didn't mention uh, – my boy Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. I know. <laughs> no, no. But the, I ain't going to tight ends either. Actually, yeah. going to tight ends too. Uh, I feel like uh, Pierce is somebody like, I think, you know, he's going, what, in the 10th, 11th round? Which I agree is like. He's going I, before Marlon Mack. He's going before Marlon Mack. Going before I think Mack. he should go before Marlon Mack. The reason I. The no, reason I, think, I think Pierce is going like eighth. Eight what? I think he's going like eighth round. He's not going in eighth round. Well, I may be lying. I may have just totally made that up. <laughs> He's not going yeah, like, well, well, like, well, to Pierce is going in the 10th, that means Mac is going like in the 13th, 14th. I just right? drafted yeah. him in like the 13th round. My Mac? issue, yeah, Mac. My issue okay. with Mac is like, again, like, okay, is he, he's going to start the season. Do you think he finishes the season as a starter? And two, like what type of role outside of like, you know, first and second down? Because that first and yeah, second down okay. role for the Texans is probably not one you really want to cover. Okay, I'll say this. On that, that initial point you made as far yeah. as whether he's going to finish the season as a starter – he might not, but in reality, man, the whole landscape of running backs changes so much yeah. near the end of the season. Yeah. If you really look back at last year, the the starting or the, the top running back weeks were from guys that probably weren't even drafted last year. You know, so, exactly. so yeah, you might be concerned as far as him not holding down the fort the whole season. But yeah. like I said, if he can just at least get you started but this is, season. And this is the thing I like about Pierce is I feel like he can kind of do it all. So I feel like he's someone that they could potentially transition to as they're looking. Yeah. So the thing that you could do is, like, just not draft him or definitely don't, like, draft him high. 
But because he may be just a guy like somebody may like draft and then they may real see and then Marlon Mack yeah. and then drop him. Here's, right. here's what I think yeah. will probably happen if we start getting camp reports that Marlon Mack is running with the ones solely Marlon Mack. His ADP what's going to happen? His ADP is going to yeah. drop. And yeah. at that point, it's, if you have any kind of belief in Pierce, that's when you yeah. should jump yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think people are probably thinking because the people are drafting Pierce so much higher right now than Mack. They think starting day one, Pierce is probably going to have that job. No, and that's not the case. That's you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. back into the ninth is what I just yeah. saw. Back into the ninth, Pierce? early tenth. Yeah. Pierce, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that ADP is going to drop, yeah. especially if they hear, you know, God forbid, yeah. he was Pierce is running with yeah. the threes. Yeah, and he was available in my main, and it was it literally was not even a consideration uh, because yeah. Henderson was on the board, Kenny Gangwell was on the board, yeah. Khalil Herbert was on. The, I mean, there was like a lot of other running backs that were on the board available, so he wouldn't he wouldn't. You know, I think he's going a little bit higher than he should. And, right and now. not to belabor the Texans talk, because I know people don't want to hear this, but I know people love Brevin Jordan, but mm-hmm. tell y'all, Farrell Brown, he's going to yeah. be the starter. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, when the first team comes out there to line up, you're going to see number 85 right out there with them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, uh, do with that information. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Do with that information as you want. Yeah. You know, so. Sure. Yeah. I got yeah. You. yeah. Uh, I'm going to just leave this right here. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Full-Time Fantasy World Championships, fulltimefantasy.com. Guys, please check the links below. Right now, we're drafting in the Full-Time Fantasy World Championship draft. Feel free to click that link. Join the draft. They have tons of tournaments to get into. Get off those ESPN drafts. Get into a real men's league. Full-Time Fantasy World Championship. Follow the link below. Trust me, you won't be sorry. All right, guys, so early camp reports state that Christian uh, Watson is going to miss some time. That means that Alan Lazard is probably going to get more looks uh, with Aaron Rodgers reporting, looking like, uh, like what's his name uh, from uh, Con Air? Nicholas Cage. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage from yeah. Con Air. Uh, getting more looks uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Is this relevant or irrelevant? How do you guys see Christian Watson going down and not getting those reps in camp? I think it's extremely relevant, just given the uh, player, type of player that he is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously he got drafted in the first round, but he was, uh, for the most second part, or sorry, second round, uh, but for the most part, you know, really kind of talked about as a uh, raw wide receiver with mm-hmm. a, lot, you know, a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to miss out on valuable snaps with the starting QB, we don't know how long he's going to be out, mm-hmm. but those are snaps that other people are getting and snaps that he's not getting, uh, which is, I think, important, especially in this situation with this particular quarterback where, like, building a rapport and trust are so, so critical and important. I mean, we talk about that a lot with, like, veteran quarterbacks like Brady or whatever, but Rodgers has, like, literally said that on multiple occasions, and we've yeah. seen that play out over the years, seen him take, you know, average wide receivers and, and, and really make and turn them into superstars. You know, even, you know, the most elite wide receiver in the league right now took him two years to get going. So, for me, it's very, very relevant, uh, which helps out the other wide receivers, potentially someone like Alan Lazard, who yeah. I – was forced to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not forced to, but uh, you know, you know, I don't have a lot of shares, uh, but I ended up, you know, he was at the bottom of my tier, and he was there, you know, available for me. Yeah. Uh, and you know, with the news or you know the conference or press conference that came out, mm-hmm. or uh, the uh, audio that came out with uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about you know how how things are going to be without his. Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah. Just replacing one Hall of Famer for another. Yeah. And then yeah. he mentioned Allen. Allen. Uh, specifically, yeah, you know, yeah. you mentioned him as Allen. I thought that was very significant. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, what players say is not really all that important, but 
we're not hearing it on multiple occasions now. Okay, right. and this is a star quarterback, and this is a quarterback that really, again, like yeah. trust is such a big a thing. Vet knows yeah. what he likes. Yeah. Knows so what he wants. given where Allen Lazard is going right now, like, and I watched every single target, not catch, but every single target he got last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not hard to like go back and look at it uh, on YouTube. The way they use him, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be this elite route runner. He doesn't need to be this like elite alpha wide receiver one to succeed, especially mm-hmm. given where he's going. Yeah. They use him a lot in the slot. They use him on some end rounds occasionally. They had him like you know he had a carry near the goal line. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is at the goal line is like a magician as far as getting the ball to where he wants to go. He's obviously mm-hmm. a very very big wide receiver. Uh, you know, they use him on drag routes where, you know, you know, the rest of the wide receivers start kind of clearing things out. And he's a big wide receiver. So, like, he doesn't have to be this one, you know, someone who can just, like, you know, create separation and things like that to, yeah. I think, succeed in this, uh, in this offense because Aaron Rodgers is just that good. So, yeah. we'll see if he ends up being the one. But, like, given, like, that he's, like, the first wide receiver being drafted from that offense and, mm-hmm. and you can get him in, like, the eighth, ninth yeah. round, you know, pretty much where I got him, mm-hmm. I mean – to me, it's, I'm starting to consider. I'm starting to kind of come around to it. Dio, like I know that you're not buying it. How do you see this Christian Watson? Well, what do you mean I'm not buying? I'm not I don't buying think that what? you're buying that Alan Lazard is going to be the number one. I mean, he can be the number one. I'm just not buying the talent or the mm, skill set. Yeah. I don't think he's that great of a route runner. He is a big body. He mm-hmm. is yeah. the 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 longest tenured guy there. But I, I'm one of the biggest believers in talent and the cream rise to the top yeah. yeah and i do think if sammy watkins is healthy which he's not at the moment mm-hmm. he possibly is better talent wise you mm-hmm. know and i do think if christian watson the young phenom because remember well maybe y'all don't remember but during the draft season everybody was hyping up this christian watson guy he, mm-hmm. he had a crazy uh, um what do you call it combine mm-hmm. did crazy numbers um you know he came from you know a lower tier school the same school trey lance went to mm-hmm. um you know, he's an older guy. I want to say he was a senior, but still, like, ran fast, you know, great size, did great numbers last year. And he also was hurt as well. Yeah. You know, so right now, low man standing is, is Lazar, which is cool. And, you know, it might even start the season as far as Lazar being the guy. Mm-hmm. But one thing about NFL seasons, it's a marathon. We just we talked about it a second ago uh-huh. as far as the Saints. Yeah. You know, the way a season starts, and I always have this trouble, you know, trying to figure out when the, the switch happens. Mm-hmm. Quarters. The, the, the it way happens in quarters. I tell you, mm-hmm. the, it's divide the season in quarters. Yeah. Like, well, if maybe you do I need that, to start you doing will know. That. Because I feel like that's when defenses have, like, enough film to, like, make the adjustments. Adjust, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's when, like, teams start to adjust. Like, right. it's always quarters. So, so, yeah, we could start the season Lazar as the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think once everybody – because Watkins' injury I don't think is long-term. Yeah. And for the way they're sounding, Watson's injury doesn't seem long-term. Mm-hmm. So, they might both be back and healthy by week four, you know, yeah. ready to go for the rest of the season. At that point, you know, who's to say what happens? Uh, Lazar's being taken in a, in a great place, in my yeah. opinion. I have no problem where people are drafting him. I don't want the news of Watkins and Watson to be the thing that makes his ADP go up, though. I'm talking mm. about Lazar. Because, mm-hmm. again, be, both of those injuries don't seem long-term. So, if you had Lazar at a certain um, value you know, yesterday or prior to this news, I don't think this news should make you have a dramatic change in it. Who are you taking, Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy? Who's going to finish? We've talked about this before. Who's going to finish receiver one? Apparently not. Like multiple people have wanted us to talk about it. Um, I mean, 
who's gonna finish number one? Mm-hmm. Receiver one. Yeah. Judy, um, Judy again. We haven't really seen him have that full season of being able to say, okay, let me like show y'all what I'm really about, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things that stuck out to me, and I don't remember where I saw, it, so I can't reference it, but. Uh, when Judy did come back from injury last year, Sun's target share dramatically decreased. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we can yeah. say it was due to a different offense or whatever, but we can also say, you know, players command targets, and it yeah. could be a situation where he was not commanding the targets. You yeah. know, so that that kind of scares me. And, and like I say, in a vacuum, if they were going the exact same spot, which they kind of were at some yeah. point during the draft season, I still probably would lean Sutton because I'm not mm. sure, but he has the bigger body. Now, some people just say forego Sutton. And Judy, and just get go Tim to Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, I hear that, but I wouldn't. <clears throat> and, and the I reason why I, I wouldn't I don't play like that. <laughs> the reason why I wouldn't. Um, yeah. I was listening to Draft Sharks, uh, one of their little shows. Um, shout out Draft Sharks. Yeah, yeah. shout out Draft Sharks. Um, I don't remember the names of the hosts. I think one is Smola, um, but and Adam. Yeah. but they were interviewing the Broncos beat writer. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Tim Patrick about how you know they like to use him, but at the end of the day, Tim Patrick is not a number one wide receiver, yeah, yeah. and he just kind of gives you these little weeks here where it's okay, it's solid, you know, four or five ca- yeah. yeah, four or five catches, and you know, sixty yards, and that's it. Yeah. And you know, in these type of tournaments, you want a high ceiling type player. Yeah. Yeah. So with Patrick not being able to have that high of a ceiling, I mean, I'll take him late if I want to just kind of fill in depth, but he's not somebody I'm going to depend on. He's definitely not something I'm going to take instead of. Yeah. Those other guys, if I'm yeah. trying to get a piece of their Broncos yeah. offense. Yeah. So. so, I should have added this to the news segment, but James Robinson has not been added to the PUP. Uh, let's talk about Travis Etienne. He's been drafted relatively high. Do you guys feel like a little worried about where Travis Etienne is being drafted right now, knowing that James Robinson is not on the PUP and that he's probably going to be back sooner? Man, I have like a handful of players that – uh I'm just like, it's not a fade. I have, yeah. you know, I have some ETN, uh, but then like I'm just like not as high on as a community. Mm-hmm. But it terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> and ETN is definitely one of those players. Um, I think for me, it just starts off with you know I was not a huge ETN fan coming out. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying that he couldn't like succeed at the next level. You know, I just felt like he played. It was basically the same CEH argument, okay. Mm-hmm. And I know they're two completely different players, but it's just the idea that you know you have this running back who running back who plays in this very high-powered offense with a really good uh, college quarterback, and they have so many weapons that the defenses really can't just, like, zero in on them, you know, and they're running through wide-open lanes and wide-open gaps. So, again, it's not to say that he couldn't succeed, but I just, you know, I, I was very, very questionable about his talents. And, you know, the few times where he did, you know, or where he didn't have as much uh, room to run, uh, I didn't really see what I had Wanted to see in someone who was, you know, you know, touted. Did as you a did you not see the jersey number he chose? <laughs> I don't care about jersey. Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's another that thing in itself makes him a top twenty-four yeah. pick. Like, come on. But so, so then you add in James Robinson again. I don't want to do that again. Where with the argument where like, okay, I'm not on James Robinson because he's coming off an Achilles. I don't feel like he is going to be the James Robinson that we've seen pre-Achilles. So I can't use that in my argument against ETN, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I I, I can't. That being said, to me, it it comes down to the coaching staff staff and what they have done historically. And granted, I know different players, different personnel, et cetera, but they've used multiple backs. Mm -hmm. And I can see them potentially using multiple backs. I still feel like they're going to bring someone in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really do strongly believe that. Um, But... 
I also see like the idea. To, to, so to me, the idea of like a a running back like leading a team in targets or really having like a large receiving role happens very infrequently. Okay, and I think people are you know using the Swift argument from last year. Mm-hmm. And again, yes, I'm gonna take the victory lap. We were all over Swift, you know, minus the injuries. I think he really showed out. But we talked about how they their receiving options were poor. Yeah. Okay. Or poor Russ, you know, and I think he really uh, benefited from that as well as just like it was just like a new system for everybody. It was a bad defense, and all of his targets came in the fourth quarter. So yes, I think the Jaguars are going to be better because they're they can't be any worse in my mind. <laughs> uh, but I think we are really underrating their receiving options, and so I think if the offense has to go through ETN, to me that is a knock on the offense, and I don't think that's what Peterson wants. Yes, they do throw to the backs, but I worry about Peters. I worry about ETN near the goal line. I worry about him like getting uh, the amount of touches that we want to get for someone who's like being taken in the early third, you know, sometimes late second round. Um, and I worry about you know another back coming in. I worry about this be- really being an RBVC. Uh, so I'm worried. So that you know, I don't know. People are drafting him, literally not seeing anything he's done whatsoever in the NFL. Yeah, like it's it's literally drafting blind. And you can say the same thing from Brees Hall, but Brees Hall is going around later. And I think in a vacuum, I would probably prefer Brees Hall than Etn. Yeah, you know, it's tough, tough um, call. Tough <clears throat> so, cause yeah, cause Brees Hall, I mean, Brees Hall has all the skill sets. Yeah, he has all the skill sets. All yeah. the skill sets. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he's someone like who definitely could see the majority and, of the third down and work. not coming off if of injury. Not yeah, not and, going, I mean, yeah. so um, again, just another situation where we haven't seen Breesaw do anything in the league, but you know he's being taken a lot later. Yeah. Um, but again, <clears throat> I know Chris, you you got a share of ETN recently. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. You know, it might be something that does actually reward you down the line. Um, but where he's being taken, there are other players I just like better. Exactly. I took him pretty high. Really, yeah. just that simple. And that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah. yeah, I took him pretty high, um, <clears throat> but I also went robust RB in that draft. We all on our Jeff Z's right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> end up getting Zeke after. Hey, man. I, I might, I might, so, I might go into the draft and just be like, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna get Etn yeah. here just to have him. Yeah. But yeah. It's not somebody I really like. Yeah. Trying I, gotta, to I think I got a couple fourth round shares. So. And, and speaking of, I mean, going back to James Robinson. Again, he's coming off from Achilles. I'm no way in hell I'm drafting James Robinson, just coming off that major <laughs> yeah, injury. Yeah, yeah. But if he does have a miraculous comeback, it, it can do nothing but hurt yeah. ETN, right? Yeah. Like, That's the thing is, like, you know, coming off the Achilles for maybe what the role that they want him in, okay, like, you know, we know that you're the best pass protector on this team. We want to, you know, uh, not have our quarterback getting his head knocked off behind a potentially suspect O-line. Yeah. Like, we want you for this role. Yeah. So that's a third down role, you know? Yeah. That's, you know, and maybe they have him on the field at the same time, you know, a couple of times. But for the most part, that's a third down role, you know? Yeah. Or we really like you in short yard. We touch you, we trust you around the goal line. You know, you don't got to run a long distance. You know, you yeah. don't got to build up speed. We just need you to be a big body. That's yeah. something. That, you know, so. And the Jaguars, I mean, people shouldn't ignore the Jaguars do have a fair amount of weapons. They might not be high in weapons. Exactly. But they have weapons. Yeah. They have a lot of them, too. They've I been mean, talking about a lot about Zay Jones, people. people they have Zay. About, they obviously yeah. have Kurt. Kirk, yeah. We have Ingram, who yeah. we just talked about last week. 
They have uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, Marvin Jones. They have Chenault. I mean, yeah, yeah Chenault. We, been, we can we yeah. can we can scoff at Chenault, but he's still there. And there was a beat report again. You know, we I don't think we really even talked about how to like interpret beat reports. Uh, so take this with a grain of salt. But there were beat reports about him, like you know, having some carries out of the backfield and mm. things like that. Yeah, and like he was like one of the players they were using in multiple ways. So like, yeah. if I, you know, for the Chenault truth is out there. You may maybe maybe this is the year. But that takes. Away I mean, from and the they team. still got Treadwell. Yeah. And they still got – I mean, they got guys, you know. So, uh, it's not a situation where they're like, they have no other weapons, so they're just going to keep throwing the ball to ETN. Yeah, can y'all remember so, – who, who did they – who did the – can y'all can y'all recall who the uh, who the uh, Lions wide receivers were to start the year last year? Um, uh, Ty- Tyrell, Williams. <laughs> Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. He, how long was it before he got cut? Well, and he then, got hurt like week one. And then who else? <clears throat> um – was it, it wasn't Rashad Bernard Perryman? Perryman. Oh, it was. Rashad okay. Perryman. And he got yeah. cut. That's your boy. That's yeah. your boy. And he was and we, had that, we had that debate all summer yeah, last we year. We did too. have that debate. And it was for not. <laughs> <laughs> it was By the way, in the ETN draft, I ended up going Dalvin Cook in the first round. Derrick Henry, I got in the second round. Uh, ETN what pick? in the third. Um, eighth pick. It's not bad value currently. Like I said, who's, who's your four? You said you went robust RB. Who's your four? Oh, Zeke. Zeke in the four. See, I don't, like you know, we need a whole another show about like robust RB. You know what? We should do a draft. We should do a draft night, a pod, and like literally go in, ideally with the idea. Get our Jesse y'all. Get our Jesse y'all, and just talk about the strategy and, and talk about like how because I think. I wouldn't like. I can't go full on Jesse. I can't endorse all of that, <laughs> but I do see some idea behind. Okay, if like, because you can't think. I think the way that people think about you know the re- reason people do zero RB or they do hero RB because it's like okay, my RB 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 two position means nothing, but really, it, it's not the RB two position. You got to think of it. Okay, I have you know two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex. Okay, and then a tight end. So really, I have seven skill positions. Yeah. Which skill position you punt does not matter. Yeah. You know, if six positions score 15 points per week and that last one doesn't because that's the one that you're punting, doesn't matter if that's an RB2, doesn't matter if that's a wide, wide receiver, receiver two, yeah. doesn't matter if that's a tight end. Yeah. So the idea that, okay, I'm, and, I, but I, and, I, and I get, you know, the idea of the RBs, you know, being a little bit more fragile, more injury prone, et cetera. But when you're playing in a large field tournament and everybody's going zero RB or hero RB or trying to grab up these wide receivers, how do you create a unique build? Mm-hmm. Even though it's a high risk, guess what comes with high risk? High reward, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe the, you know, this zero RB has the highest reward because we know historically, like, the RB position is the one that can really explode. Yeah. Like, that's the one that can really give you that 400-point week. Yeah. It's rare that we see the Cooper Cups of last year. That was literally the greatest wide receiver season of all time. And the second was good, but, it, you know, it, it wasn't comparable to a lot of the RB numbers that we've seen over the history. So. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to figure out a way to gather my thoughts on that whole subject yeah. for for a while now because I I think cuz I've been just kind of looking at boards lately and remember we talked about not too long ago how what draft strategy is the best strategy and I was like, mm-hmm. man, yeah. it's really just kind of how the board falls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm kind of doubling down on that by saying zero wide receiver works, but the problem I have with zero wide receiver at the moment is these drafts I'm looking at, it's like everybody's going zero uh, yeah. zero running back. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when zero running back was initially a thing, when it was a viable strategy, 
It was a strategy where most teams were trying to, you know, collect all these running backs, these mm -hmm. running backs that are, you know, yeah. these fragile builds, and then you would be able to just collect the top wide receivers. You had three wide receiver ones and a high-end wide receiver. Right, player. right. Mm -hmm. So you're just taking all these super high-end wide receivers because everybody's yeah. skipping them, and then you're saying, yeah, all these running backs you are taking, somebody's going to get hurt, I'm going to take their backups later. The problem I'm seeing is if eight teams are all doing that same strategy, number one, all eight teams can't get the top end wide receivers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've already eliminated that. And now also you have eight teams throughout the whole season vying for trying to pick up these, yep. mm -hmm. these waiver a, wire handcuffs or, or, or fill-ins. And, and guess who has all those handcuffs? This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This I, guy. I, I, that, was, that was the next tier. I didn't want to go to that tier. This we can guy. do that in another discussion. But, but if everybody's all chasing these same yeah. running backs, there's a, somebody's going to be left holding the bag. Yeah. You know, where you, yeah. don't, you don't get anybody. And the thing so, about that too is like go back and like look at like the wide receiver too. Go back and look look at all the wide receivers like game logs. Like it's such a volatile position. There yeah. are very few wide receivers who can kind of give you fifteen plus points or whatever. But but it is becoming oh, more of a passing league now. So I, I it's still it's still an okay strategy. Yeah. But even if you go back to last year, like I don't I mean I don't know. I feel like and that's the thing about like going like robust RB. It's like. Yes, your second and third RB may be trash, but like if you hit on like you know Three. four workhorse RBs yeah. and you're getting like fifteen to twenty points every single week, like yeah. guaranteed from it's those positions, it's gonna look real good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's so comfortable. I get yeah. to do so much. Yeah. I, I think, I think the 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 strategy. This is a strategy. This is a strategy. Okay? Yeah, I, I think the, the strategy the only... is to go elite wide receiver one. And then just all running backs. Just <laughs> all running backs. You can find your wide receiver too. Yeah. The modified Jeff Z. The modified Jeff Z. I, I, the, only, the only advice I'll give to people since, you know, we had a little Twitter dis, uh, discussion this past weekend where people were like, I wasn't given actual insight or whatever. The only insight, <laughs> <laughs> the, the best insight I guess I can give you at this moment from this topic we're talking about is, however the room is falling, if everybody's zigging, mm -hmm. just zag. And figure, uh, learn how to zag. You yeah, know, learn. Be comfortable it, with that. And be comfortable with it. You know, just yeah. have a build because here's the biggest thing I always stress to everybody. Like, we don't know how this season is going to play out. Mm -hmm. We all have our, our, our biases, you know, our, our, the, our assumptions, you our know. Yeah. <laughs> they're all predictions. They're all guesses, really. They're literally guesses, you know. Yeah. We all have this in there. And, you know, they're educated guesses. Yeah. So I'm not just going to knock them, but they're all at the end of the day. Get, and here. I'm getting even deeper in the in the rabbit hole. Go deep. Even, even go, for, go, go deep. Even if our guesses are right, even if you guess yeah. this guy's gonna be the wide receiver one, this guy's gonna yeah. be the running back one, you know. Yeah. They're still gonna have down weeks. Yep. Injuries are still gonna occur. You know, it's like it's like I play a lot of DraftKings or DFS. Mm -hmm. You can have the you can pick the highest priced guys on all your positions and still lose to a team that had these lower-priced guys because those guys just happen to have a good week that week. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's all... You're betting against the field. That's literally yeah. what I'm doing mm -hmm. in my main. I'm like, you know right, what? Right. Like, I'm just going to bet really... the field. I'm going to bet that all of y'all right. are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. And, like, it has nothing to do with, like, even my preconceived right. numbers. So, I'm so, just betting that all y'all so, are wrong. So, you know? so even, yeah. even if I, yeah. myself, mm -hmm. believe what everybody else in the, in the draft room is thinking, yeah. mm -hmm. if they're all going one way... Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to go that same way because then I'm just going to be in the middle of the pack. There's, yeah. there's no benefit in finishing number four. Zero. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 12 teams finishing number four. You're still finishing at the top yeah. or the top end of the, of the league, but you're not getting anything from that. So if everybody's going one way, you have to feel comfortable saying, okay, if, if that way doesn't work, mm -hmm. 
then if I go this other way, then my other way of going has a higher chance of actually producing yeah. a great outcome. You know, you have to literally, again, zag when everybody's zigging. Yeah. That, that's that's my bit of advice for today's podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Come back next week and uh, we'll try to do this again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. For the last topic of the night, I do want to talk about. You know, one more? One more, one more. Okay, all right. One more. A quick work one. in the morning, but okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A quick one, a quick one. We didn't, um, we didn't get on the tight ends for the Broncos. All right, like, we'll do that on the next show. Okay. We'll quick. We might as well do it. He brought it up. Yeah, we might as well do it. All right. Um, I mean, I guess I'll say it. That's mm-hmm. the question between Albert O. And mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the guy, Greg Dosich. And Dosich. I think Greg Dosich is going to take that job. Versus, maybe not let me say take the job. But I think Greg Dosage is going to be utilizing their offense a lot sooner than what people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albro is a great talent. You know, he, you know, he's been a backup. He's produced when he's been out there. But something about this Dosage guy, specifically, and I don't know if I talked about it on the pod before, I watched um, the Broncos put out one of their, their Twitter videos about when they were drafting Dosage. Mm-hmm. And that whole room was so – that whole room not only so excited, they actually had traded back prior to the pick. Mm-hmm. But they were – basically like crossing their fingers hoping that dosage still fell to them mm-hmm. and when he did like the whole room just kind of was just like elated they were just talking him up about how soft his hands were and yada 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 mm-hmm. third round pick already getting first team reps in mm-hmm. in the off um the otas yeah mm-hmm. you know this is a rookie getting yeah. ota reps uh i don't i think he might have hurt himself or whatever but uh again we're talking about a tight end premium league you want the guy that's going to catch the passes. And the beat writer, going back to the beat writer I was saying, talking about the Tim Patrick stuff, mm-hmm. he actually said himself, by the end of the season, he think Albert, I'm sorry, uh, Dosage is going to take that job. Hmm. Shout out to Draft Sharks because I, I watched that. That was good That was good content right there. So yeah. um, definitely something to consider. And, and I put a tweet out there. I was like, if um, right now, if you're in Dynasty, mm-hmm. get Draft Dosage yesterday, which means try to get it right now yeah. if you don't yeah. have them. And if you're in redraft, get them tomorrow, which means don't draft them right now, mm-hmm. but have them on your radar. Yeah. Because as soon as the opportunity like arises, that. you could probably get them real cheap. I've actually started seeing them being drafted a little bit more, yeah. so it might mm-hmm. not be as cheap as it was before. It's still pretty cheap. Though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for people that drafted early in June, I'm sure he's on waiver wires. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be, but now I'm starting to see him taking like the 17th, 18th round. If, if, Keep hearing a beat drum from OTA practices. If he starts having highlights or something, yeah. I can see that going as high as maybe the fifteenth round. Yeah, um, it's not going to be crazy though. But just kind of just remember that. Yeah, you know. So uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on on the tight. I know you're Alberto yeah. guy, so I know. Oh, I'm not. I'm not an Alberto. Oh, okay, guy. I yeah, thought I'm you not, were Alberto. No, no, no. Guy. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm a zero. I, like I don't like any tight end in that offense. Uh, but okay. this is this is what this is. What, let, me, let me say a couple things. Okay, I'm gonna say that with a caveat. Uh, one, I just can't buy into any rookie tight end early in, as far as drafting. I feel you on that. As far as drafting. But I do like I got some idea. others, by the way, since you want to yeah. talk about rookie tight end. <laughs> I, can, I can go with a few more, yeah. but, but I feel you on that. But I do like the idea of having them on the radar mm-hmm. because this is a new regime and they drafted them and they were that excited. I do put weight into that. Okay, yeah. so that is somebody like if I see him like, okay, he may like only have three catches one game but saw like six targets. And it was like he was the first read. Mm-hmm. And if I see that, I'm going to pick him up. Because yeah. it may go three for 36 and people yeah. may not think much of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you see it and we kind of have this like idea, we've talked about it through, now I feel more comfortable picking him up Stay for a dollar before I have to spend a lot of yeah. money on him. But for me, you know, with this OC, with this head coach, um, I'm just really – and with the offensive weapons that they have, I just have very little interest in drafting a tight end 
in this room. Right, right. But look, again, I didn't say draft him. Yeah. I want you to, yeah, I mean, yeah. if but you I, want but, him, But this draft includes him. Albert O. This is why like, I'm not an Albert Okay, so you're not, you're not mm-hmm. an Albert O. I'm, yeah, I'm not. Like, what about I, you, Chris? I own Chris? zero Albert no, no, no. So nobody Z, here is on Albert O. Z, zero Albert O. I know a lot of people are high on Albert O, too. Yeah, I just have, because I just, like, these types of tight ends to me, like, if you, again, if you can't be number one or number two, or at the very least number three in targets on your team, I don't want you. Yeah. I don't care about – I don't want to have to guess what weeks to play you. Yeah. You know, I'd rather just, like, you know, take shots super late. There's no difference between Albert O and Austin Hooper to me. Yeah. Like, there's I, I no difference. I feel there's you There's no that. difference. So, and this is, this is one caveat that I will leave you with, okay, because I know that obviously they're coming over from Green Bay, et cetera. Just because they're coming out coming over does not mean they're bringing the same or similar type system. Mm-hmm. It, could, it could be a completely different system. Maybe they do want to incorporate the tight end. So this is the one. This is the one. You know, that's the one little caveat where okay, I can see it. Albert O or Greg Dolchik succeeding. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, Gre- Albert O is not commanding targets over Sutton, Judy, the Patrick. running backs, right and even there. Tim Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I you got know, you. I got you. like he's more of like okay, like. You know, we've been throwing at these guys. Let's catch the defense off guard and catch them. And yeah. you got to, like, guess what weeks those are. Well, um, just to finish this up, other tight end rookies to have on your radar, which I can actually say in the same breath as uh, Dulcich is Daniel Bellinger for the hmm. Giants, who actually is getting first-team reps, like, today. I still feel like they're bringing somebody in. Yeah, but. I don't think so. But he's he's there. And then yeah. um, I, I still think K. Dotton is, is a threat. I know people are probably saying, well, they got Rudolph now and Bray was there, but don't sleep on Kate Otten. Kate Otten was the first pick in day three in the NFL draft, and the Buccaneers traded up to draft him. You know, like they traded into 301 specifically to pick, to pick a tight end. Maybe because they knew Gronk was leaving. At that time, Gronk had said he was retiring, but maybe they knew it. Uh, maybe they just wanted death for Bray. I don't know. But they, I feel like with the amount of tight ends that were drafted in the draft, they didn't really have to trade up to get Otten. They could have yeah. got a guy later. So, t- to some extent, that's telling to me. So, that's just kind of how I view that. All right, guys. I wanted to get to another topic, but I think we've kind of gone over uh, tonight. Morning, all okay. right, man. Get up. Listen, get up. that's all we we'll got back here next today. Week. Please like, <laughs> rate, subscribe. We're out. Hey. Who knew I would make it this far? They hated, they never believed me. Yeah, I would never drop the ball. I know I make it look easy. Yeah. Mayweather with the defense. I don't care what a critic got to say. I got him picking up the pieces. Gotta me, you really playing with your life. I'm about to come and run it all back. I'm the new era, about to snap back. You ain't fitting for it because you all cap like. Hold up. I shoot my shot. Wait, hold up. I'm really about to run this. Go up. You know it's all net when it go up.